Yo, let's go! Harder Brunch presents the Meat Cake Invitational 2024. That's right. This year we're doing it bigger, better, and harder. It's going to be 10 chef teams, 10 edible works of art, and you help be the judge. Yeah, you buy one ticket and then that allows you to be a judge. It's going down February 25th at Half Liter. Tickets are on sale now at eventbrite.com. Uh-huh. Welcome to the Heart of Brunch Podcast. I'm your host, Dyke Michaels, and with me as always, my co-host, Thaddeus J. McKee. Mm, slappy, pappy, wank, wank. On the ones, the twos, the wheels of steel, the sauce, boss of Indianapolis, and the last broke dragon. Give it up for Zach Roan, everybody. Howdy do. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And two very special first-time guests in studio uh, from the restaurant Gather 22, Adam and Pablo. Welcome to the program. Thank you so much. It's so good to be here. Hello. Uh, very excited because for lots of reasons one i used to work with adam when he was just a, a baby bartender baby gay baby gay <laughs> <laughs> back when he was a baby gay <laughs> and i always said i always tell the gays you know like i can support during the day but i can't support at night i am not a <laughs> night a night ally because those baby gays will burn it down <laughs> yeah. you never came to metro and teeny with us really i was in my late 30s <laughs> like, there's a reason there's a reason okay, lauren ballard could do it <laughs> well that is true that is true um but uh you two just opened uh an amazing restaurant which we had the privilege of going to a couple weeks ago we took a guest here so on Heart of Brunch, we cook uh, for the guest food. Um, those are words. Uh, <laughs> we cook for the guest food. <laughs> we, cook, we cook a four, four or five course meal for a guest uh, the first time they come on. And sometimes when they come back the second time, we like to take them out uh, to some of the best restaurants in Indianapolis. Sometimes uh, we don't, though. So it is a grab bag. Well, sometimes you just get yeah, donuts. Sometimes you get little to nothing. They're they're talking about. We had a guest just recently, and we were going to go to this fancy place, and they ran out of food, and we only had a donut. And so you, so compared to this meal and to having a donut, we also showed up at closing time. Let's like not forget that part. Like, like we didn't just show up at brunch time and they ran out of food. We showed up at closing time and they're like, we're closed. Um, <laughs> But no, we went to we went to Gather Twenty Two and we uh, brought our guests there. And I, I would honestly, and I'm not blowing smoke up your ass, and I'm not, you know, you know me. I don't like to give a compliment if I don't have to. <laughs> um, everybody was blown away from the second we walked in the door. Mm-hmm. I like I knew it was going to be good, but even I was like, wow, hey. like this is this is something, Thank this you. is something yeah. special Thank here. Uh, Gwen is already like, when are we going back? Like, I, I, I've made it part of my birthday plans because I saw that uh, mimosa tree tower. Oh yeah, and I was like, all right, so my birthday week, we definitely have to come back here. 
Yeah. Um, everything was great. I mean, literally from the ambiance to the decor the, is awesome. Yeah. To the, to the service, your, your staff is great. Or well, right when you walk in, you feel like I'm in a place that's kind of special. Like I'm in a special place right now. Like some cool things happen here. And then like, it's like a discovery like, as you go deeper into the restaurant, like, Oh wow. There's like things happen. Mm-hmm. This Thanks. is a place to gather. I appreciate love, it. I love, I love all that. of that. <laughs> that was the goal. You're doing it that right. That was the goal. Now, I know a lot, we'll, we'll get to Adam, but I know a lot of Adam's background, but what, what's your like uh, restaurant service industry background? Yeah, so, um, yeah, I didn't go to college. I discovered the joy and gift of tipping culture in America. <laughs> nice. And I used to work retail uh, briefly at Forever 21, uh, very chaotic. Mm. It's a lot of putting clothes back. But yeah. once I started serving, I started bartending and at, at this place called Islands. Has anybody been to Islands? No, where's Cal- it at? Uh, most of them are in California. Oh, okay. They're no. Hawaiian-themed burger restaurants, and they're they're mm. really delicious. They're probably like a glorified That Hawaiian rock. burger. Yeah, yeah. The Hawaiian <laughs> uh, mayo, lettuce, tomato, teriyaki, grilled pineapple. I still know every single burger. Oh, wow. Because they just like drilled it into my head. What was the best burger there? The Kilauea burger with uh, peppercorn uh, crusted beef patty, french fried onions, jalapenos, uh, uh, sriracha aioli. Now, are they paying you to say all this? (laughs) No, 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 no. Are they they doing like tiki style drinks? What's the the bar burger in there? Tiki, tiki style drinks. So once I turned 21, I became a bartender there. And I ended up moving to Portland, Oregon with a band. Oh. And I... It's got real hipster real quick. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. One-way ticket. We stayed in hotels for a little bit until somebody decided to rent us a house. And this was before a lot of the the West Coast got even more expensive. But mm. by the time I left, it was more expensive than when I was living in Los Angeles. Oh, wow. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I, I ended up getting a job at a speakeasy bar that was a part of the Ace Hotel. And I went in there with the biggest ego ever. I thought I knew there was, I, I thought I knew everything there was about craft cocktails and no, not craft cocktails about bartending. Mm. And that's mm. when I discovered the craft cocktail yeah. scene. And I was like, like, I know how to make a vodka soda. Thank you very much. Yeah. 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 <laughs> a lot of it was what we would call pump and dump where you just throw everything Shake it, pour it right back in the glass, melted mm. ice, all of that stuff. Uh, but that's what these restaurants are, like TGI Fridays or whatever. You just oh, yeah. try to get the drinks out as fast as possible to the guests. But yeah, I ended up learning a lot about spirits, about brands, about this this wild culture that was growing uh, and is continuing to grow, which is craft cocktails. And it was a, uh, I always tell people, it's like anything in life as soon as I started putting my mind to it, as soon as I started actually taking my work seriously, all of these doors started opening. I started getting invited to compete in cocktail competitions, mm. and uh, yeah. I got flown out to New York to go compete. I got invited to London because I was voted one of uh, the West Coast's most imaginative bartenders, and I still don't know what was super imaginative about it, but... I did spend a good time imagining my time in London, which I never, I didn't actually end up getting to go. But, you know, it's like one of those weird things. You're competing nationally. That's awesome. Yeah, it was, it was super, super cool. And um, 
I started competing here in Indianapolis with uh, the Muck Cup and last, or I guess it's two years now, my first year here, I competed in Devour and I got uh, best tequila cocktail and ended up winning best overall Devour cocktail. Wow. So I won twice. So (laughs) So. was the competition less here? The competition is way more intense here. Oh, good. Uh, yes. That's I feel cool. like there's this, you you mentioned like it got hipster real quick. Yes, actually Portland did get real hipster real quick yeah. to the point where I just, it's not always the most inviting. And I love Portland and I'll say that, you know, everybody can understand and we kind of make fun of ourselves for maybe taking things a little too seriously. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So there's still some levity. There's still some fun here. Uh, well, you're, you're, Indianapolis is better. You can just say that. Yeah. You know what? I have been having a really good time here. In good. good. Then, yeah. then how do you two meet? He was my bartender. Oh. Literally. Yeah. So this sounds like an HR violation. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't so, work there yet. <laughs> Let me tell you a little bit about gay culture. <laughs> gay culture is Adam being on a date with another boy coming into my bar and then the person he's on a date with asking me for my phone number. And then um, then we ditch Whoa. that guy through a thread and then the two of us hang out. And then we open up a restaurant in Indianapolis. And <laughs> if you had given me 10 guesses, that wouldn't have been one of them. <laughs> yeah. But that's but that's amazing though because and, and I'll let uh, Adam speak to it. But I know uh, I've known him through craft cocktailing, and I saw you like I. I mean, you didn't really have a lot of bartending experience before you started there. None. And I by, was literally twenty years old when I yeah, started. Yeah, you were, yeah, 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 yeah. You were a kid, and then I feel like you were like one of the top bartenders in the city. But like by the time we were done, but you are from a family of restaurant tours. Sure. A little bit, yeah. My my parents started Burns Grilled Pizza, the food truck, in 2011. So I was 15 or 16 years old at the time. But that wasn't really my family's dream at all. It was really just a, a accumulation of community and um, cooking at home. And um, yeah, my brother wanting to start something in the restaurant industry. And we started as a food truck with another local distillery and at flat 12 mm, over oh, on yeah. the east side. Um, it's now natural state provisions mm-hmm. for you listening. So, yeah, yeah it definitely sure. wasn't exactly written in the stars from the beginning, but... Uh, yeah. That's interesting. So you, 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 they kind of fell into it. Yeah. I mean, I, w- I went to school for interior design. My mom's an interior designer as well. And, you know, they were in their 50s when they started entering the restaurant industry, but... It's not that shocking because my like my grandma moved to Brooklyn, New York from Germany when she was 16 years old and opened a delicatessen with her husband. And my dad was raised literally on top of a deli. So, you know, entrepreneurship runs. It's kind of in your blood. Yeah. (laughs) What was the inspiration for you? So you two are together in Indianapolis. You both have this, you know, background. What 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 is the inspiration? Uh to open gather 22 well i think we moved here with the intent of opening up a tiny little wine bar we wanted something super small something that would supplement burns grilled pizza there was actually a space vacant next to burns 
And we're like, well, let's just expand Burns. Let's build a tiny little bar. Maybe we'll knock down a wall. And somebody else ended up signing in, signing the lease on that space. So we were kind of just looking everywhere for a space. We weren't super sold on anything. Uh, there was a bunch of really cool spaces that would have taken millions of dollars to refurbish a lot of really cool old buildings downtown, that sort of thing. And then I just remember driving past Gather, this mid-century, really ugly building, <laughs> let's be real. Uh, it was like puce green and uh, and all of this sandstone and we ended up touring it and I remember being like, this is way too much space. This is, this is huge. Mm, and yeah. uh, we found out that the basement was also a finished basement and was included oh, wow. at the same price that the patio was also included at the same price. So we were basically just paying for the first floor of, of this building. And all of a sudden it ended up being like, well, we have offices in broad ripple. we, make our own pizza crusts for burns at another bakery downtown. Does it just make sense for, to, for all of us to move all of these operations there? And that was kind of it. It was like this, we just need to consolidate. And we kept on thinking about our role here in Indianapolis and what we wanted to create, what kind of legacy. And the one thing that, we kept on going back to was kind of this interaction that we kept on having where it was like, Hey, we just moved here and people being like, why mm. you're from LA or yeah. like, why you're from Portland. And, and I know Adam has his own reasons for leaving Indianapolis in the first place. But once we were here, one of the promises we made to each other was that if we were going to build a restaurant or any sort of business here, we wanted to create a space that we would want to hang out to Mm. Like so many times we all leave our hometowns because it doesn't have what we want or uh, we go to cities that could provide us, whether it be safe spaces, good food or the kind of entertainment, I guess, that we that we want. But, yeah, I think creating a space that we would want to hang out in was the only thing we knew about the concept at the time. I think you've done it. I think I think you hit the mark. Thank you. I'm very excited for the summertime because when I think when that patio opens up. Like, I was out there on, like, a very cold day, and I was like, I kind of want to be outside. Yeah. The fire pit and that bus out there. Yeah, the bus out there. I was about to say that. Yeah. That's very exciting. Yeah, yeah tons of uh, opportunity with the outdoor space there. We've, we fenced it all in, so dogs are welcome. Kids are welcome to run around. <laughs> now, is there going to be a music vibe out there, possibly? That's the hope for sure. We had, like, two really warm days in October, and we already had one little live show out there. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. um, but we have this big shipping container outside, so the plan is to fabricate that into, like, a stage um, where we can have live music on the weekends. Oh, cool. I really want to have, like, a, a summer movie series where we just, like, play movies one night a week. Um, and then I don't know if you've ever heard of like a tea dance on Sundays. So mm. tea dance. Tea dance is usually like um, it's like a queer dance party. So it usually happens like mid to late afternoon, midday, and it's just like brunch turns into a kiki kind of yeah dance party. There's <laughs> usually a DJ, a bar, and everybody just 
Everybody exactly. switches boyfriends. <laughs> Not no. Not no. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Depends how good the dance is. Yeah. Yeah. That's how they crown the winner. Uh, have you ever lost a boyfriend every- to the Cuban shuffle? <laughs> <laughs> there he goes. There he goes. I don't think it's dance off rules. <laughs> uh, you're coming with me, kid. <laughs> <laughs> I well, never googled tea dance. That's fascinating. <laughs> that's what it looks yeah. like. Is that's that the a, craziest you got served I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very, very, very impressed. Are you guys? I mean, and you guys are in it. Like, is are you guys is it closed any day of the week or open every day? Today, Mondays. Yeah, we decided to open up on Mondays for a little bit. Uh, it was just us two and my parents, and that's it. And Kendall, Kendall helped us, and, and some people did come through, <clears throat> but we decided very quickly, let's close again. You need a, but you need a day too. You need yeah. a day to just be human beings. Yeah, and, and we're still running burns. Recharge. Oh wow! You know they're closed on Mondays too, so just helps us. We sneak in and clean up a little bit, and yeah, seven days a week is hard. Yeah, it's insane, uh, and. Uh, I'm very excited for you. I feel like sometimes I've like, I'm so burnt out of the industry and then we had COVID. Right. And, but I do have this love for restaurants and especially people that are doing things the right way. Yeah. Um, and I feel like COVID's just kind of laid waste to so much that the people that survived and the people that have decided to open up stuff afterwards, I feel like a, a lot of them have like, I don't know, there's hopefully more more common sense you know more i love the idea that you want to make a place not only that you want to hang out at but a company that you'd want to work for too you know and i could tell because i know some of your employees yeah and i asked them i was like how are these bosses (laughs) and like they're great they are great i'll take bad reviews on you know the restaurant any day over knowing that our employees are upset with us or that oh, we're not wow. like doing good enough for the people that work for us. That um, speaks volumes. Yeah. It's like, it's, ex- it, mm. people say like you need to separate business from, from personal things, but it's, inc- it's incredibly personal and it's, yeah. it's difficult, but it's, it's not about even our livelihood because at this point it's just about us, it, it is about our livelihood because we're creating the community where we're establishing our roots here in the way that we want, but it is their livelihood and we don't take that lightly. We want everybody to make a living and, you know, they spend more time with us than their own families. So we want to make it worth it for them. We've all had those bosses too, that you just can't stand sometimes. <laughs> So, like, I put a lot of pressure on myself to, like, not be that person, you know. Just be, like, build build a culture, build a place where people want to be friends with each other and overall a positive environment. Or try to, at least. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, they got Facebook groups out there that all they do is just shit on people. Yeah, you gotta like, be careful. This, this don't work for them. Uh, oh, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, it is the day and age now. Like, maybe you, you can't yell as much as you used to. <laughs> That's a real thing. Like, because, like, if I, like... Thinking about like when I was ten years old, what it would be like to be a boss. I'm thinking about yelling, you know, like, like 
you're getting into it halfway for the yelling. Man, <laughs> that's on the sitcoms and everything. It's like on the, the boss sitcoms. is yelling at you. The boss the gets to break coming stuff. out of his ears. Yeah, yeah. Gordon yeah. Ramsay. Yeah, the boss gets to pick up a glass, throw up against the wall, cut your face, and be like, "Hey, that's my glass. Yeah, now clean it up." <laughs> You understand? That's a boss. I mean, I remember working at a place on uh, Mass Ave where at lunch service, like it was like a busy Friday lunch service back when lunch was busy. And uh, <laughs> and uh, so the, the owner stopped us in the middle of like, full, like we we're full capacity, stopped because someone had thrown away like some like crackers because they were supposed to reuse the crackers if they didn't get opened and like called everyone in the kitchen and was like, what the fuck is this? And like yelled at us over crackers. And I was just like, this ain't right, man. <laughs> like, this is like, what this guy's screaming at me? Like, I get it. I've also been a business owner too. And it's just like, I try to keep that in mind. Even if I was having a, the worst possible day, I would just try to be like, this is my job, not there, you know, or like, like they care about it less than you do because it's your, you have they more. Should. Yeah. It, yeah. They should, yeah. Nobody should care about your business more than you. I think you know. And that's scary. That's creepy. When it, it's when creepy. They, when the when the, the love surpasses you. Yeah. No, yeah. When like you have a worker that like like is there anything I could do like like I don't know. Oh, like a single white female situation, <laughs> like where they move in and replace you as the as the oh. boss. Yeah, like you have an employee. I think you got to go a younger movie quote, like swim <laughs> fan. Oh, you're right. I did kind of swim. Where they swim fan you? What was the black one? There was a black one with uh, Idris Elba and the white lady that was trying to black swim fan. Black swim fan. That's yeah. what it's called. <laughs> These movies I haven't seen. Wait, yes, is that the one with Beyonce? Like her first acting role? Yeah, wasn't it Beyonce and Idris Elba? And yeah. then there was like a, a a white girl that was like, oh yeah, oh, that's a good one. That is a good one. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> what I'm saying is, you can't yell like you used to. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. And like, and and maybe that's good. We we show more maturity. People want to feel safe. What do you think we're losing by it, though, Thad? By yelling? By uh, not yelling? Uh, I think yelling uh, shows a uh, it's a time thing. Yeah, like it shows like, hey, like you don't have we don't have time. To mess around with that. This yeah. is important. Yeah. Every time you're in the situation, I want this little bit of fear factor that you could really screw things up. Mm -hmm. So move fast. And I'm right for yelling because mm. you're wasting money. I agree. I agree. I think, I, I think especially like danger, like in construction, I, I, I grew up working. People yell, cuss at you all the time. But, like, it was for your benefit. You don't want, like, you're about to step in a manhole. <laughs> you know. We got there. We got there. Yeah. Who had manhole? Yeah. I, I, had, I had manhole. My video card. Uh, That's what walk-ins are for. <laughs> right. But you got to yell, like, hey! You about to kill yourself. Quit walking backwards. <laughs> now you you two are both uh artists different kinds of artists and yeah. obviously you can tell when you walk in together because um it's put together so well but what what's your what are your both your separate art backgrounds i went i went to school for interior design but i actually started my art in uh pottery and ceramics nice. um so yeah, I I made a lot of the, the the pottery in the space. I did all the light fixtures that hang on top of the bar, um, and a lot of the pottery you see on top of the bar as well. Um, but yeah, I think space and how people how people occupy space is a form of art, and just seeing 
how people interact in a space. And there's a lot of ways to suggest creativity within in that arrangement. Um, and then, yeah, I don't know, painting. I've done some bartending, obviously. That's an art. Um, it is. Yeah. Yeah, my background's mostly in being starving for attention at all times. <laughs> so I, uh, I got my start in the theater and performing, and I write music, and I perform with a band. I had a brief stint as a drag queen, burlesque performer. I used to travel around the U.S. with a burlesque troupe. That's what was your drag fun. name? That's what I was going to ask. El Chupacabra. <laughs> <laughs> That's also, great. Handela Cuervo, depending on how <laughs> how drunk I got. And what was your song? Uh, it was, so I used to play the guitar live and just do Amy Winehouse covers. So El Chupacabra was basically Amy Winehouse, but. Mm. I think you need to bring this back to some oh. tea time party. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, the El Chupacabra was because I wasn't very good at makeup, so it was kind of very <laughs> scary looking. So. But I did have the beehive wig. and uh, But if you do go to Gather, you see some of my paintings there now. And Yeah, there's some cool ones. Yeah, a lot of these skills have translated over, surprisingly. Sure, yeah, um, I've been hosting the events at Gather 22 lately, and I'm comfortable behind a mic and... Adam created a good space for me to live within. So it's, yeah, I always tell people, I'm like, hey, all of your skills, they, I know you could tap into something that's going to make you have a successful night. Yeah, everything was building towards something, you know, like you take all those skills and be like, um, with, seriously, like when we were there for, when we were there for eating, when we were there for brunch, uh, I'm not used to night brunch. I'm so tired, <laughs> but, uh, when, when we were there, I mean, it was, it was so much of the conversation is naturally floated. It was like, it was like a where's Waldo in there. Just like, Oh my God, look at that. Look at that. Look at that. And, and, and it wasn't like, Oh yeah, this is, it was all like, Oh yeah. Like Adam built that. Like, Oh yeah. Like we, we made this. I was super impressed about the, the ceramic, uh, light shades. I, 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 those look so good. Thank you. Yeah. It is kind of a, a, a testament and a love letter to the community here. So Adam did design a lot of it, but it, it also is showcasing the artists that we found here in mm -hmm. Indiana. Yeah, yeah, like, like Fred, Fred Miller. Yeah, it yeah. is. Oh, yeah. The Quantum Cave. Oh, he, yep. he just took that down. We're so sad. Mm. Oh, he took it down? Yeah. He rented the well, idea. Well, he was our, we feature a different artist every month. So oh. he was, we had uh, Maud. Um, I forgot her last name, but she was our first artist that was Ma featured. And uh, Maud Atlas. Maud yeah. Atlas. And, uh, of course, Fred Miller with The Quantum Cavern was a s our second act. I can't wait till artist. I do mine. Yes. I'm just inviting myself. <laughs> what do you think uh, yours is going to be? Uh, it's going to be third world theme. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just really bum everyone out when they're eating brunch. Well, if that's how you feel about third world. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> Dang. Never mind. Actually, I'm not doing it. You guys are assholes. I guess I did walk into that one. <laughs> I'm just going to laugh at poor people now. Is that what it is? Oh, no. Poor brunch. Um, what, another thing that I was very excited to see when we going in there is you guys are pouring Tinker Coffee. Mm -hmm. yeah. Tinker yeah. Coffee is a sponsor on the show. Oh, yeah. And it's the only thing we pour in this house, in the studio. That like coffee the, you're drinking right now. It's so good. It's, it's only you could taste it. <laughs> 
Only Tinker. Oh, that mm. sounds delicious, too. <laughs> it does. Yeah, so this is our first time having a full-blown coffee program in one of our restaurants and something that we're both passionate about. And, uh, yeah, I, I knew Tinker, obviously, from living here in the past, and they really were such a huge support in getting our program set up. Um, we bought our espresso machine through them. Nice. Um, and we must have met with with Dylan at least a dozen times before we opened and he helped train our staff before we opened and not only Do is you the two know how to make good, all the drinks oh yeah yeah this might come as a surprise it's my dream job to just be a barista <laughs> yeah. one day like I want to be <laughs> at the base of a mountain <laughs> just waking up early meticulously pouring latte and that's it. So Adam used to stalk me at work Shut up. when mm-hmm. I was a bartender <laughs> and I was also working two jobs because I was okay. in my 20s. Okay. You and, asked uh, me out after I met you the first time. So Yes, <laughs> that's how Latinos work. We lock it down. We build the family. And um, I'm a but I also used to work at a coffee shop in Portland and Adam... I did stalk you there. And it was across the street from Adam's job. Oh. So he would come in all the time. But on his route. On his route. <laughs> but I also... Yeah, coffee is coffee is interesting because in in Mexico when I lived in Mexico, coffee is kind of a end of the day thing. You have it at night. Uh, it's usually brewed with a bunch of cinnamon, a bunch of sugar, mm. and you have it with some sweet bread. Sometimes you pour it into your cornflakes at night. Oh yeah, also cereal is mm. like an end of the night thing. And you um, wait. You pour the coffee into the cereal. Yeah. You put, uh, there's still milk in there. Oh, yeah. okay. So just like it's a splash like of coffee. Yeah, like, yeah. That's what I was that makes sense. I don't think we had cocoa crispies in Mexico, or if they did, they were called something else, like cocoa. Crispies. <laughs> <laughs> you got to finish it. <laughs> you got to put a button on it, like coquitos. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Um, but yeah, it's 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 extremely nostalgic for me. So I actually did put one of my mom's recipes. On our coffee menu. So if you ever get the Tina's Mocha, oh, that is a nostalgic sip of what childhood was like for a little boy like me in Mexico. So good, so good. But what's yeah. been the most surprising, surprising or challenging thing about opening business? I think, I think just kind of settling into it all. Like we worked so hard for like eight months mm-hmm. and spent every single day there and it was so meticulous and so intentional and so much of us went into it all. And for the first month or two, it was like, I just couldn't accept that people were starting to like soak it in. Mm. Like I just, the compliments, the, the critiques, Mm -hmm. the working with the staff, like it was so overwhelming for me. Um, but finally it's starting to just feel real. Like it just didn't, it felt like I was somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Like spending eight months, like just prepping that and, and like probably like wanting to tell everybody, but like maybe even having doubts that it's even going to go up, you know, like in like the middle, like that, that's crazy. And then just to see the payoff afterwards, like that, that makes even more special. I think we all like suffer a little bit from uh, imposter syndrome from time to time, even though obviously you both have, an extensive background in this sort of thing. Like, I feel like if I was building like, like a robot in a lab to open a restaurant, it would be like both of you together (laughs) in your, in your your backgrounds. Um, but yeah, I, 
I, I can't say enough good things about it. Like, the only thing about it that is kind of shitty is that... <laughs> I've been training for this moment. Oh, let me, man. Let us have it. I Pretty had such I had such a good experience being there, and I know you guys are only going to get more popular and more busy that there's a little selfish part of me that just likes it the way it was when I went in there. <laughs> I didn't have to wait an hour in line. We was like went right in, and I was like... I want you guys to be busy. I want you guys to make all the money and be very popular. But there's a selfish part of me that is like, oh, I got in at the ground floor. Like, I got to see this secret, secret thing in Indianapolis before it blows up. And it will blow up. It will continue to. I mean, I'm sure you guys have already seen it. But. Yeah. I mean, that was that was probably the most surprising thing for me was I went into it being like, oh, we're the new place. We're going to blow up. We're going to be set from day one. And then the first few weeks the first few months were actually terrifying mm. because it was not that way it did take a lot of money and work to get the word out to to network and even get people through the door even get our friends and family through the door for the first time a lot and, of paid advertisements and stuff like that yeah absolutely and uh embracing things that we usually don't like influencers mm. like Ooh, <laughs> influencers this, are this, our friends what's this Ugh. We're, we're, we're going to talk more later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying here on the podcast, yeah. but there may be an influencer in this room. I'm kidding. I'm just trying to check under your seats. <laughs> All right, let's take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back. This week on the After Brunch Podcast. First of all, I want to say Christy Yamaguchi it looks great. She is aged. Gets the dyke stamp of approval. Tremendously. She looks wonderful. All right. Now that we pass that, let's keep going to the game. Dyke always approves at least one Asian per show. That passes his body shape ratio. That's it. Just her. That's what they're supposed to look like. <laughs> That's what he just said. That's what he said. I'm not on the. Join us at patreon.com/slash harder brunch. Welcome back to the program. Uh, welcome back. We're going to be. I'm very excited to talk about uh, our sponsor, Smoking Goose. Smoking Goose, located at 407. Dorman Street, uh, right across from Natural Provisions, actually. Uh, it's a great place to get... Uh, wah, wah. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Jump the gut. It's a great place to get uh, all kinds of meats. Uh, Valentine's Day is coming up, and nothing says I love you like a nice charcuterie board. I've always said that. Yes. Oh, um, we use their bacon at Burns Grilled Pizza. Yeah? Yeah, mm -hmm. smoking goose for years. Mm. I love it. I used to own a food truck, and that was always like all my bacon was always from Smoking Goose, and we do a lot, use a lot of it on the show. Um, the best bacon in the game, really, it really is. Uh, Applewood smoked, um, but they sponsor our brunch breakdown. It's time for the Smoking Goose wah, wah. brunch breakdown. Your heart wasn't in the second time <laughs> when I get told no. Kinda. <laughs> Kind of ruins the mood. <laughs> Sadder one. Uh, so uh, night brunch. Um, this is our, our apparently our third one. Um, the, so the theme was uh, we were taking taking a stab at Korean food, um, which is outside of my typical comfort zone. So uh, 
it was it was real it was a real tightrope. I feel like I was walking back in the kitchen and being like, let's try something new. But that's one of my favorite things about this show is it continuously challenges like to do different stuff because we have I mean we've been doing this for five years, so like we've done a lot of concepts, <laughs> a is, lot of stuff. Which is wild to still be impressed. Like before you go into it, like everybody was impressed. Like the presentation was amazing. Um, you guys had fun. I, I'm uh, assuming. Yeah, yeah, it was so delicious. <laughs> Asian food is my go-to. Like, ever yeah, flavors that make me happy. And oh, I that's was awesome. very happy tonight. Yeah. So, uh, give yourselves a pat on the back. Yeah. Before we yeah. great to the sauce queen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> sauce boss. Oh, sorry. No, queen with a K. It's, it's sauce queen. <laughs> Sounded uh, like a queen with a K. <laughs> yeah. That was fire. So the first course uh, we did uh, was pork wontons. Um, pretty straightforward. So crispy. They're so crispy, so, so fresh. fresh. So yeah, they were. <laughs> Put all the sauce on it. I was watching videos all day about like these really intricate like like uh, techniques for like shaping them. And I was just like, I'm not just going to make like a triangle shape. I'm not just going to phone it in with a triangle shape. And then I tried for about 15 minutes to make one of those into a little nurse cap. And then I was like, guess everyone's getting triangles. We couldn't taste the difference. Uh, what was the sauce that we were dipping it in? Uh, that was, I, I can't pronounce, I don't, can't pronounce the name of it, but it was a, a soy sauce based um, dipping sauce. With it had uh, sesame in it, yeah, it did have sesame. Had some sesame and some what? What did you give me? The goichan, yeah, Gucci gang. Is that is Gucci that gang. the is that the new sauce? Is that the sauce people we talk about? Yeah, gojujang. Yeah. That's the Korean sauce that I've been looking for. Yeah, mm, we that's have that you on one it. of our dishes at Gather Twenty Two. We have Korean sausages on our menu. Whoa, yeah. with a gojujang. Uh, on the brunch menu. Did I, did I miss that? That's on the dinner menu? Only dinner, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, hot mustard and a kimchi aioli, yeah, that's right. Oh, all right. So we're going to have to come back at dinner time, too. Yeah. To come back in the evening. Dang, yeah. Um, And then uh, Sauce Queen did a... I did a, uh, a gimbap, which is uh, like a sushi roll, except instead of like raw fish, it's like cooked, marinated uh, meat. And that one, it was beef uh, and then pickled vegetables. Gimbap. Yeah, I know you've been. I got you. You've been doing that all week. Oh no! <laughs> now I noticed a, a difference. Did you like hold back on the spice? Because like, <laughs> I'm not saying and the salt was, and the flavor. <laughs> did you hold back on everything? <laughs> trying? No. Did you hold did back you on? Did you mean the, to make a monochrome? <laughs> all I got was food? air. Yeah. <laughs> I'm asking, like, because I feel like you can make stuff spicy if you want. And you can make stuff. Was it supposed to be spicy? I'm not. I'm not saying it was, it was supposed to be anything. Oh, I'm, I'm saying okay. that. Uh, you Did I intend for it to be the way I was it expecting tasted? it? I was <laughs> yeah, expecting I was, these that's what I was to aiming be for. Good. You did, <laughs> you did a great job doing that. I liked it. Was it. Great. Uh, I liked how like because I was afraid. Oh, these pickles are going to burn my mouth. And then um, wait, was this a legit compliment? Yeah. Okay. All right. But you were you were bracing so hard. I mean, you thought I was going to come at you. And you say, came at it from behind, basically. <laughs> I always come at it from behind. They call me behind fad. Yep. All right, I'm done. 
Uh, yeah. Then also <laughs> I had the next uh, the, the next course, which was a uh, barbecue pork uh, terrine. Uh, in the middle of it, I had a little bit of uh, uh, braised pork belly, and then uh, some pickled cucum- cucumbers, radishes, and sticky rice. Ah, that one was my favorite. That was so good and hearty. Yeah, I want more. Like a baby meatloaf with extra meat inside. Yeah, that's. Mm. I said with the pickle and the. The pickle and the terrine, it was almost like a Korean like hamburger. Makes like. me want it in a meat cake. Mm. Mm. Maybe. Oh, Sorry. Mm. Did I ruin oh. it? Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> Did I break everything? <laughs> Podcast over. Um, and then the uh, and then the dessert was the... Uh, Wait, time out. Yeah. You had a sauce with yours, too. Mm-hmm. Did you make your sauce? Yeah, I mean, it was basically the same, like, five ingredients <laughs> I mean, in a different yeah. ratio. I mean, I made my sauce that. Let's yeah. Know that. So I think I had rice rice syrup in mine. In rice a, syrup? Yeah, in addition to the, the other things. So that makes it a little bit more thicker. Yeah, yeah, instead of, like, putting sugar or something like that. And then and I had some uh, rice vinegar as well. So I've been trying to make the, or I've been trying to think about how to have the best Korean, like, sauce. And like Dykes had had some of that um, that flavor. Is there a way to put paste in it to make it thicker? Because I'm trying to recreate a sauce. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, the the chili is like a paste, so you that, can add more. I, of that. Yeah, and it's 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 not very hot for like what is a chili paste, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. And so you can almost just use that as a dipping sauce because it's sweet and everything yeah and so you i would start with that as your base and then thin it out with like your vinegar yeah. or your whatever else yeah that's what you need next time just do that that's what's wrong with it all these extra parts uh, see you knew how to get there <laughs> And then the dessert was the uh, the the Dalton cookie, which if you've seen the program Squid Games, that was the one of the 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 games that they had to try to take a needle and try to get the little shape out without breaking the cookie. And I'll tell you what, those things are so delicate that like even getting them off the tray, I immediately broke one. But uh, it it was pretty cool. Uh, I think we, I think I blew Zach's mind that it actually came together. So I, <laughs> when we went into it, he said what he was going to do, and I thought to myself, "No fucking way!" <laughs> and I was so shocked and impressed when it came out. Like it was a very cool little uh, little recipe and technique, and uh, yeah. But yeah, I was very surprised. I didn't. I mean, because it's just sugar and baking soda. Yeah, like, it's literally just mainly sugar. Yeah, okay. but well, kind of like a caramel little wafer. Mm-hmm. I didn't know until today that, like, I because I obviously I've made you know a million simple syrups and I've I've made candy and I've made caramels and stuff. I didn't realize that you could just put sugar and heat it up without any kind of moisture in it, and it would turn to liquid. I know, but I feel like I guess in caramel, I've, like, isn't there always a little something yeah, like base? milk or something? Yeah, there's always a little liquid base. I just, I never thought that just with no liquid, it, and I was like, It'd do a thing. I was reading the recipe, and then I was like, oh, I was like, I have to ask a question. I really don't want to ask right now. <laughs> I was like, Can I ask a question without you making fun of me? He's like, Nope, I will not make that. <laughs> I will not make that concession. Um, but yeah, thank you so much um, for. For coming and eating. eating. Hope you enjoyed. Oh, yeah. it so good. Now, you it's said you had opinions on how eating up there was. What was that like for you? 
Oh, well, I said it was so nice because usually we're, oh, okay. we're cooking for everyone. So it mm-hmm. felt like I was just hanging out at a, at a house party, which we you were or at a, at a dinner, which we haven't had time to do anything that's remotely normal. It's always been hospitality for other people. So it was, it was really amazing. I didn't even have to pour my own drinks. Yeah, that part was weird. Yeah. I actually tried to take the bottle of bubbles away from Thad. I was like, Can I, do, do you need me to do it? Yeah. Yeah, it's like, hard to was, get alcohol away from them nowadays. <laughs> I was like, can I have a splash? <laughs> These are all mine. Don't touch my glass. I think you've had quite enough. I just didn't know when it was starting. I didn't know what... What, what what the itinerary? Oh, we was haven't, for we the haven't day. started yet. We'll tell you when it starts. <laughs> yeah. You'll know when it starts. All right. So do you, think, now. do you think we needed like more? Would did you need more information coming in, or did you like the mystique of it? I just got like a sketchy like address sent to me through Instagram. <laughs> oh wait, wait. Okay, so we did want to we did want to get into this. Yes. So me <laughs> and Thad, Dyke, Dyke does a very good job booking guests. Yeah. We yeah. get to meet some of the most interesting people in the city, and. I have never really seen what that email interaction or whatever message interaction looks like. Mm -hmm. And so what is that like on your side of it? Are you getting like a, Hey guys, you know, we'd like to have you on the show. We're going to make a five course brunch for you. We're going to sit. Not even close. Okay. This is going to take three to four hours. (laughs) No, no. Uh, One message said three, like a few hours, a few hours. Just kind of leave that vague. hmm. Wouldn't want to give them a number or anything (laughs) to plan. Yeah. Because I who, mean, who doesn't just have six hours to, to throw at something, right? When, when I have hear, so much time on my hands, it's yeah, insane. Yeah. <laughs> when you hear a few hours, how many hours are you thinking? Three tops. <laughs> yeah. yeah, a few is three, I think. That is, yeah, yeah. That is fair. A few is yeah. three. It's a lot of time. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we do need to make a, a frequently asked question. I think, for, I think honestly, I just... I assumed that you knew we're yeah, a little bit we know more each f- other. So I thought you were a little more familiar with, I didn't know if you maybe not listened to it, but I thought I maybe you had heard I have. about I actually, it a little bit more. I listened to the one most recently with um, you guys and Eddie Som a mm. couple weeks ago while I like actually had an hour to like, hang out and look at myself in the mirror and like shave for once in a week, you know? Yeah. And I was like, Oh, this is nice. And I like, wonder what this experience would be like. But I had no idea that it included food or that it was, uh, I don't know. in in this amazing studio, I also thought we would be lined up in a linear fashion, like not like looking at each other. I thought it would be more like SNL vibes. Mm. Oh, like, Man. At the table, oh, it's so more intimate. This like, is nice. When we do like uh, every once in a while, we do live podcasts, and we kind of have a setup like that. Yeah, yeah. but no, this I is like better. This. Yeah, for conversation. Yeah, <laughs> and I want to say a good choice. I'm picking Eddie Som. Like, I feel like I don't want this to be a critique or anything bad, but like a a, a food nepo baby, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> is that is that the right term a food for food nepo baby? What well, the like, fuck are you talking about? They're it's like a food baby. But. Their parents are like. You know, second generation restaurant. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. No, okay. Honestly, shout out to Eddie Som because while we didn't talk a lot directly with each other throughout the process of opening up Gather, um, my dad talked extensively with his father and mm. we were in a lot of like text threads with really? them and just wow. a lot of like feedback back and forth mm. with, you know, what do we do with getting a, a beer tower installed or what's the best way to save costs here and there? Oh, well, yeah, that's he awesome. was a huge help 
to like yeah, help resource. us save money and yeah. it's real interesting doing this show and realizing that there's like these kind of like restaurant dynasties you yeah. know and like so the like there's these certain people that have been around forever and they just do it and then they'll, they'll kind of birth out a bunch of people that will go out and open up stuff like recess a bunch of people left recess and you know, open up uh you know bluebeard and milk tooth and a million other things and so it's it, it all seems to go back to like the like these like kind of like five different families you know it's very very cool you know yeah. very indianapolis yeah i think i i want to kind of go back to just us working at tango together for a minute i felt like we when we were there we were like the center of the universe in this way i don't know <laughs> if it was like working with vanessa yeah yeah well, but it was like she's and, she's got a lot of main character energy and it was me you know coming into my my 21 year old self and stuff but it was such a such a fun experience and I want to thank you for putting up with me throughout that time because I was a lot to handle. Um, but yeah, like moving away and like, you know, leaving Indianapolis behind in, in this weird way and being able to come back um, and create something similar to that experience where like, yes, I'm, you know, seven years older and there's a lot of other young baby gays out there, I'm sure, that are looking <laughs> for something like that experience and Creating, you, <laughs> creating that again. Are you ever working on a Sunday and you just see a group that's just a hot mess and you're like, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> I remember those Sundays. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, it's just, uh, that's, that's a, a mind trip a little bit. Those were, those were wild times. I feel like I've had, I've had a few jobs, like I have different phases of jobs, but like hotel tango for me was, I thought I was going to, I had the food truck and I thought I was going to be a restaurateur the rest of my life. And so starting at Hotel Tango was the most humbling thing because it was the first time I realized I wasn't just going to work for myself for the rest of my life. And I had to go back and be like, I mean, I had a culinary degree. I had my own business. I had a decade plus of food service and bartending experience. And then I started at Tango as I think a busboy the first night i think i did busboy and doorman and then i did prep for a long time because i just needed a job and i just needed some place that, that i could also like leave in three months you know yeah. and so uh, i really had to like work my way up and i remember finally being like i gotta bartend or i'm going to shoot myself <laughs> like i have to do something here and uh but it was the wild west i mean it's funny to see where they're at now versus where they were you know like starting a new company and um yeah a lot of characters went there absolutely that was the place to go for a while too i mean i haven't been there i mean, well i guess i was there like a couple months ago but that used to be the spot to hang out all the time because we had uh open mic like mm -hmm, that down was the street right down the street and then if you were done out. yeah you could go over and drink or you could drink there before and then vice versa so that was the place to hang out and you did where i remember you said you had like did you have like fishnets back in the day probably yeah because <laughs> i might have gotten the idea from you right oh yeah. are you where fishnet oh. summer started oh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh. I started wow. uh -huh. it all comes that only circle. knew one gay and that was you <laughs> yeah, was like well yeah i tried to pull this thing called fishnet summer where i was trying to get all my friends to wear fishnets yeah, you were gone. You were. <laughs> I had a flown back. You were out east maturing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and then very few people wore fishnets with me that summer. <laughs> yeah, it didn't catch on. 
But speaking of we can uh, try this summer. Speaking of nets, uh, meat cake. Ooh, the meat cake competition. We talked about that upstairs. Swoosh. The internet. Uh, How the, what did they have to do in the net? It, that that was a lie transition. <laughs> that wasn't were, a transition. Were you transitioned with a lie? And you guys know what nets <laughs> are about. Uh-huh. Meat cakes. Yes. <laughs> That's not even true. Um, you you talked about it with some interest. You're like, man, like how do you get into that? And and I'm you're an artist. Uh you know food. Do you think you could compete in such a competition? That's a hard yes. Oh. Yeah, I think, yeah, I have all kinds slow of wild blink. ideas. Also, Adam's slow blinking because he's like, with what time, Pablo? But <laughs> I, what, I've for actually, some reason, when I think of meat cake, I'm thinking of Lady Gaga and her meat dress. Oh, that's mm. a meat suit. Yeah. yeah. But, like, I, I want to now imagine, like, when we were talking about, like, piping with mashed potatoes, now I'm thinking, like, elegant cake that looks like a, a nice wedding cake but tastes like thanksgiving yeah. casey can you bring up any photos well, that's the like thing. our years? friends went to this and they've gone to this in previous years and mm. they were they still talk about it that's how we heard about it but it's a, such a spectacular wow. event i feel um, i feel like the hardest part for me is properly articulating how what amazing it what it is because because on the one hand you have these amazing I call them uh, the edible works of art because I always try to tell people that it's about the size of a wedding cake, but made out of meat. And so I think I like, I think people's first thought when you think about that is like a lot of people like that's gross, (laughs) you know, like I don't that doesn't. But um, these are some of the best chefs in the Midwest, and that deviled egg, and they're and they're all trying to outdo each other, and uh, it's definitely something where like that. I mean, the first one was 100% just to, to spite each other, right? Yeah. I mean, like all of our best ideas, <laughs> there was a lot of spite involved. That's how the, that's how the potato chip was invented. Out of spite? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, tell us. Somebody ordered potatoes and they mm. wanted to slice thinner and then the chef was mad. So he sliced it as thin as possible. And then the guy mm. loved it. And fried it. <laughs> yeah. And then potato chips were invented. And I saw potato chips on that cake. So full circle. That was yeah. This was uh, so. This is Chef Bridget, and she's a baking and pastry chef. Like that's her background, and so she literally like yeah, like she did like three cakes, three different yeah. styles of cake uh, last year for for me cakes. One of them was ah. topped with like duck fat fried potato chips. Amazing. That's what those were. Those were delicious. That's one person's entry. That's one yeah. person's oh, entry. Hey. It, it really is Sick. crazy. The kind of like. The, the the kind of skill that goes into some of these things. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, Ashley Brooks made some Madeleines last year that that had like pork in them, and then they had like a uh, like a moose, like a liver moose on top. They were awesome. Cool. Like the he won the first year. The first year it was just three of us, and like before we started selling tickets to it. But he, his cake was um, a crab cake that was like the size of a hubcap, oh. and it and it had like beef tartare on it, and it had these like uh, like salmon roses and it it was so outside of the box of what even like the like what we were thinking like me and bridget were thinking and it it completely swept yeah completely swept we're just like oh my gosh and 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 seeing that was like oh there's 
there's a world out here of meat of meat cake building. Yeah, it was kind of like unlocking a door like Narnia. Like, wait, this is that a is world a that exists that we could all play. Yeah, Zach's killed it. Um, and it was it was it tasted really good. I kept going for seconds for that. Yeah. So what what is the judging criteria for it? It's obviously appearance, taste, and is it originality or creative? Creativity is a, a big like yeah like. Uh, it has to be a meat and, and cake. So it has to kind of fit within that. And, you know, you can like cupcakes count, right? Like there, you can, you can play around with that. Um, it's got to taste good. Uh, you know, I feel like there's some, like, it's better if there's some continuity, like or a through line to it. I, I don't know if that's a technical requirement, but uh, creativity uh, is definitely like what we'd like to emphasize. Uh <coughs> Just to kind of, because last year we ended up giving some guidance that lent more toward like maximizing meat, like like the more meat in it, the better it was. We're like you had to have a certain percentage of meat, yeah. But and I feel like that stifles creativity because then people are like, oh, I got, I have to like meet this criteria. No pun intended. No pun intended. Mm. Uh, you think there should be more pictures of meat, the meat cakes on the like the website or whatever. No. Or do you oh. think it's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, I like oh, that. Yeah. Hell it's, no. I like the mystery. Yeah, the mystery, because like yeah. it could be anything yeah. every year. I like that, too. Like, Adam just wants an address. Do you like the mystery or do you not? Right. I'm confused. Of- <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> For some reason, I just think of the smell in the room. Ah, uh, heavenly. I could already smell it. Of, of the meat cakes? Mm. Oh, it smells wonderful. Yeah. Mm. There's different... I mean, there was an octopus last year. Dead. Oh. There was. <laughs> there was a dead octopus last year. I like and see, like you're not. <laughs> nothing was smelly. <laughs> That's what I wanted to get. Oh, out. that didn't really prove my point. <laughs> yeah, no, it didn't. Hey, nothing's gonna smell. There's dead octopuses. <laughs> I mean, there's always a dead octopus in the corner of every event Somewhere. that we do. But it's this guy smell. runs in. Has anybody seen my teacher? <laughs> No, my octopus. octopus guy, yeah. <laughs> I got it. Oh. Have you guys submitted this on like the Food Network? We should. We should. I mean, we should. This It'd be nice a, to get this, somebody yes, to like financially back. I think <laughs> this is our fourth the, one. Yeah, the fifth annual year. Well, and what really yeah. get Guy Fieri there? Wait. We're talking meat cakes. <laughs> what really took off last year is, I mean, we the, the set, every time we've done it live, it's that the 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 meat cake is the focal point, but then there is this pageantry that we put it behind yeah. it because it's like we do take this i i love nothing more than taking something really goofy very seriously and so it's like we take this this wacky idea and then we execute it like to the with, highest with a hundred percent seriousness yeah and we have practices every week we, we do we run drills and, and practice <laughs> our meat cakes because uh, you know uh, you never know. We, I mean, we've got competition. Y- yeah. Mm-hmm. And, but then Thad is, he's the front of the house cause we're actually competing. So like Thad is actually running the event and he has put this, uh, pageantry into it where it's like almost like carnival and we have some, some great like visual artists coming. So we have these people, they make mosaics out of tiny uh, Rubik's cubes. So there'll be like a thousand Rubik's cubes and they'll do like a, a portrait, but they have to solve the Rubik's cube for each one to like make it oh, like man. the right shape or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. There may or may not be some uh, ballet um, this year. Um, point. DJ. See. There's going to be a DJ. Um, for sure. And then, and then a lot of, a lot of, 
uh, people uh, selling art. Our friend Cat is going to be selling art there. Yeah. Nice. With like spotlight, a lot of uh, local artists and stuff like that. My mom will be there selling art. <laughs> Dad's mom's hey. going to be selling some art. Not a joke. So, <laughs> <laughs> not a joke. Please don't laugh at her. Um, we agreed at the meeting. <laughs> that was going to happen. <laughs> so Did t- we not? So, yeah. your ticket gets you basically 10 courses of meat cake. And then um, access to this really fun party, basically, and uh, opportunity to buy some. Uh, I think there's going to be somebody who's going to be doing like a live uh, mural, and we're going to auction it off at the end. So there's there going to be there will be a sacrifice. There's going to be blood sacrifice. Mm. Now, not like a crazy. It's like, not like the movie Mother. It's like, no, it's like it's a criminal. It's, it's uh, not a good person. Uh, <laughs> is what I'm saying. That's okay then. Like what kind of criminal? They've done bad things that like things that you don't want to happen again. That's why we're offing them. Things you don't want to happen again. <laughs> All right, anyways, moving on. Maybe we'll take that out. <laughs> the whole second half. If you, you come into the meat cake and you're expecting a, a sacrifice of a criminal who's done bad things uh, and you don't see it, then it, we, we, we exonate it for some reason. What are you guys excited about uh, for 2024 with uh, Gather? Honestly, more of this. It's cool to meet the makers in this town. Cool to meet the the artists and actually spend some time collaborating, I yep. guess. I don't know. Just getting to spend time with people since I just moved here. It's It's nice and it's been... It's cool to see the creatives and the, the supporters of artists and community come out of the woodwork mm-hmm. to feel like part of the team. That's honestly one of my favorite things about doing this. And, you know, we just talked a, a, a green mile about meat cakes. But uh, it definitely, it, it, it came out of the fact that I know all these super talented people and we all get a little bored with our day-to-day, you know, or at least we like we all have these skill sets that are so much more than just what we do every day. And so like getting all these creative artistic people together and just being like, Hey, like, why don't we do this? And, and then also I just love putting people over that. I like what they do, you know, like all of our sponsors on the show. Like I, I love Tinker coffee. I love Upland Mm -hmm. beer, you know, like I love, uh, smoking goose and so like when I can be like oh I can have my friends from gather on like we had this amazing brunch we had a good time like there's zero spin in this you know like if I didn't have an amazing time I wouldn't have invited you onto the show like so uh, I love just being able to promote and uh, I think you guys have such a great opportunity with that space to do some really cool stuff and branch out however you yeah. like I feel like last year for us was like the year of planning and this year I'm like just super excited to do everything like so many events outside this summer. We've already had two great events this week. We just had a latte art throwdown, which was super, super epic at a speed friending event this week. Speed is it like spilling the tea or the tea (laughs) dancing? Almost. Mm. No, it was like. We wanted like to do speed dating, but it was hard to figure out people's preferences. So we're like, well, let's just take the pressure off and make it about friends. Speed mm. friending. Yeah. And if it goes minutes. anywhere else, that's yeah. your that's, business. That's your business. Yeah. Like that. right. Well, well you, actually, if so they, you go there to get friend zoned. <laughs> yes, literally. Mm. But okay. if you make a friend and you come back for Valentine's Day, you get 10% off. Oh, so, so yeah. if you get end zoned, oh. yeah. then you get 10% off. That yes, makes a lot of sense. Exactly. 
Are you guys doing anything special for Valentine's Day? Yeah, absolutely. We're doing a three-course prefix menu. So, I mean, our first year is a lot of just testing what works and what doesn't. This time we're trying to see what works for Valentine's Day. So we're going to not do our regular menu, our entire menu. And we have oysters. We have filet mignon. We have uh, a lot of cake pops pops being made (laughs) right now. Uh, but yeah, it's been it's, it's been super so fun. fun. My mom's enchilada recipe as well. If you yeah, Tina's mocha and some enchilada, you can have my childhood <laughs> for the low low price of seventy nine ninety nine. That's the selling put. Taste my childhood. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Only at Gather. Uh, can you drop a beat for me there, Sauce Boss? Pablo and Adam, thank you so much for coming on the program today. Um, it was so much fun. Uh, where can people find and follow Gather Twenty Two online? At Gather Indie is our Instagram account, which is where we post everything that we do, uh, as well as our website at uh, www.gather22.com. Oh, and I almost forgot to mention a super Instagrammable spot. Like if you are those bougie influencers mm-hmm. and you want to go and just, you know, take remember when people would come into Tango and order drinks and take pictures and then just leave? Yeah. And they wouldn't even drink the drinks. Yeah. I was that was my first introduction to like real influencers. I was like, that's insane. That is Jake. Not insane because we want to work with influencers. It's actually <laughs> smart. <laughs> yeah. And it's the right thing to do. More people should be taking pictures and, and leaving it. Alcohol's not that good for you anyways. <laughs> Just take the picture yeah. and, and, and then leave. That's uh, like a new diet you could start. The picture diet where you just uh, take pictures. The camera eats first and the only. The camera eats first and only. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You guys can find me at Fab McKee. That's Instagram, Twitter, and Threads. Zach Rome. And if you've got $3 a month, then you can unlock extra episodes of the After Brunch podcast. That's patreon.com backslash Harder Brunch. And our video producer apparently went to the bathroom, but you can find them on, at Danger Brewer online. And I'm at Dyke Michaels across all social media. Thank you guys for listening. And make sure to buy your tickets for the 2024 Meat Cake Invitational. And make sure you make your brunch and or Valentine's Day and or dinner plans at Gather 22. It's really, really dope. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.